When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. McFarlane, McFarlane Energy, thanks so much for sponsoring the Bradfoe Show. This is the off-season. We know that because we just had the post-season or the wrap-up press conference. You can catch that in, in its entirety on the Bradfoe Show channel. Uh, we posted the whole thing, an hour-long dig-in. All right, and one of the questions that I asked about High and Bloom was if they learned anything about their approach in terms of having to be more aggressive. They have the money. They have made it very clear they have a lot of money to spend, but they have to win out on these bidding wars, uh, for lack of a better term, for the guys that they really, really want. So that's what I asked them, because you hear uh, some guys uh, who went through last offseason who the Red Sox may have targeted, or at least showed interest, documented interest, they say they fell short. Here, l- let me give you a couple of them. I talked to Colin McHugh uh, and, and back in March. The first one's Colin McHugh, and the second one is Brooks Raley of the Tampa Bay Rays, who's having a great year with the Rays as a reliever. Uh, I talked to them, and so here's what they said about the Red Sox pursuit um, last offseason. To come close with the Red Sox? Or? Yeah, I mean, they were they were in it. Um, I have a ton of respect for this organization. And so I, I was talking to Haim and uh, Halloran and some of those guys before the lockout. And then uh, afterwards, it was we were, we were talking again, but it's everything was happening so fast and really like uh, getting rolling. There wasn't a whole lot of whole lot of time for hemming and hawing. So we kind of got the deals that were there and, and made, the, made the decisions. But then I, I talked to Haim a little bit afterwards and talked to AC over there. Okay. And, um, yeah, I just got a ton of respect for those guys. Would you say that they were one of the teams, like they weren't? Most? They weren't like as aggressive as other teams. No, but okay. they were in the conversation. Okay. Yes. What um, when you talk to teams or when you get to maybe the Rays, like what did they say? Okay, we like this about you. Like I've, you know, different teams have different approaches when they identify free agents. Mm-hmm. But what was the thing that they said? Hey, you know, we like this about you. Other than this being good. Uh, this organization was unique because they were very transparent yeah. from, from the get-go. Uh, I talked to Snyder. I talked to Cash within the first couple of days of um, them showing interest. So that was impressive to me. Just the... And uh, out of the gate, like right when the free agency first, opened. First deal, we want you. Really? We'd love to, love to have you chat with our guys and see, you know, philosophies line up if you feel comfortable here and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. For me, personally, I never thought I'd be a Tampa Bay Ray in the free agency process just because the East has so many right-handed pitchers. Yeah. Uh, all right, right-handed Hitter, pitchers, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they didn't think that was an issue, and obviously I've kind of proven that this year. But um, So that kind of put me on my heels immediately <laughs> to have the interest of a team that I felt like was uh, – one of the front runners on all the analytics and, and pitch shapes, etc. So, um, but yeah, it was between them and uh, a couple other teams. But I was most impressed with the conversations out of the gate and how my usage would be and, and yeah. what I brought to the table. All right, so I, I get it. I mean, it's just a sample size. It's a small. It's a small, small example of how the Red Sox approached or a couple guys the Red Sox approached. But also remember Kyle Schwarber what he told me back in the All Star game. He said. After the lockout, there was very little conversation before there was. And what we were hearing was, yeah, we're keeping in touch, we're keeping in touch, we're keeping in touch. And then Schwarber says, well, you know, listen, I mean, there wasn't really much 
interest at all after the lockout. That's coming from the player. With all these things, it's coming from the player. So uh, I'm going to play you what Heim Bloom said at the press conference in regards to their approach and whether they're aggressive or not aggressive. And obviously he said, well, don't believe in the rumors. But I just want to make this clear. This is coming from the players. And it's only a few. I get it. But but this is a very, very real thing that they're going to have to go in the offseason and figure out about how uncomfortable are you going to get when it comes to pursuing the guys that you want. Anyway, here's what Heim Bloom said at the press conference. I would be cautious to put too much into uh, you know what's out there on the rumor mill. I mean, the fact of the matter is, in any offseason, uh, we should show interest in a lot more guys than we are ultimately going to end up with. Uh, if we don't do that, you know, we're, we're not doing our jobs. So when you do that, you're ultimately you know going to end up with only a, a small handful of those players you just need to make sure you end up with the right guys on the right deals uh, and you know especially when you're the Boston Red Sox and you show interest in someone or even sometimes when you don't it's going to be out there uh, so I think that creates you know, an appearance that might be different from the reality it just comes back to making good decisions uh, I do think you know we're in a position right now um, where we know we have a lot to tackle um, we've already identified you know some of the some of the ways we want to tackle it. Obviously, some of it uh, there's still work ahead of us, and some of it we have to, you know, see if you know, when we can if interest is mutual, and you know as we get into talking to other teams, what's possible there. So some of that is still going to develop over time. But but yeah, it, it's really just a question of making the right deals, and um, you know we're going to want to be aggressive after you know after guys we identify as really good targets for us. All right. Well, the one guy that they did get was Trevor Story the one big ticket item that they got. So he is the best example of the Red Sox actually going all in on somebody and getting outbidding at the other teams who are who are in position to actually get a, a player of the ilk of Trevor Story. So with that in mind, I went to Trevor Story and said, "Okay, well, how did the Red Sox approach this? What, you know, what what did it feel like? You know, what what was your takeaway and also as we know from the title of this podcast, you know he is looking forward to actually recruiting guys. So that'll be part of it. So I don't doubt that the Red Sox have recruited guys. I mean, I think that they've put all hands on deck when it comes to recruiting guys. But at the end of the day, it's going to come down to dollars and cents. I mean, really it is. So that that's what we're going to have to keep an eye on. But I feel like this is an important exercise to do this podcast. So you have some guys who were recruited by him to various levels of interest. Uh, you have High and Bloom explaining their approach to things. And then finally, you have a guy who actually uh, was the perfect example, the shining example of what can happen if all the stars align and you do get the big, big ticket item. All right. All right. Here we go. Uh, I just want to give you this Trevor story. Subscribe, rate, review, listen, the works. Here you go, the guy, the guy, the Red Sox, and I'm getting. So, what's it like to be recruited by the Red Sox? I guess. Yeah. Uh, it was cool, man. It was um, obviously helpful, you know. <laughs> um, you know, I think to me, you know, it meant a lot. I think, you know, having Kike, um, Nate, Sale, Bogey, um, all these guys reaching out and uh, you know just kind of telling me like. Hey man, we want you. Um, you know, just telling us, telling me different things about the team and um, you know the staff and everybody and how it's how it's a really good group and um, 
glad they weren't lying, you know, because this is a, you know, it's, it's an important thing. And I think, uh, you know, the recruiting process is uh, part of the game. And I think uh, that was, you know, it was cool that they did that. And, you know, it made me feel um, wanted and it made me feel, um, you know, comfortable with the guys right away. So, um, but I guess it was, uh, you know, it, it all happened so fast. So I guess that's a good way to put did it. it, did it so and I, I should remember this, but did it happen really fast? In other words, it wasn't, there wasn't a lot before the lockout. I mean, it seems so long ago we've been talking right. about the lockout, right? But it was it, most of it was being aggressive after the lockout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, uh, you know, the Red Sox were, <clears throat> you know, right as the lockout lifted, they were, you know, the first team. You know, when we were able, when they were able to reach out, um, they were the first team, and um, and it was very steady, and it was very, you know, it was it was obvious that both sides were passionate about making it work. And, you know, that along with the, the players reaching out too. Um, I think especially Bogey, that was yeah. uh, that was a big one. And I think uh, once we were kind of all on the same page, then it was a it was a done deal. When you go into the lockout, do you think you have teams that are dabbling, right? But you would going through the lockout, going through those months. Did you feel like oh, the Red Sox are going to be where they ended up being in terms of on the food chain? Um, honestly. You know, not really. Just going into it, um, but I remember watching the wild card game last year on TV, and I was like, "Damn, that would be a special place to, you know." Call best, home. by the way, best best crowd I've ever been at. Yeah, that's what, but, I've, that's yeah, what yeah. I've heard. Yeah, and I imagine it was, and you know, so that that stuck with me. You know, and you know, like we I've said all along, is you know, playing in the playoffs and you know, playing on a team that's consistently trying to win, and that was uh, at the top of the list for me. And um, but you know, going into it, I. You know, just try to keep an open mind. You know, after the lockout and during the lockout, to have that open mind, and um, you know, if, if a situation like this popped up, and you know, it just worked out. When, so when you say you watched the wild card, was it like after the wild card? Or was it that night? You're like, oh man, that seems like a kooky place to a wild place to be. Or was again, was it like like a month later or something? No, it was while I was watching the game, yeah. and just kind of throughout the postseason. But you know, <clears throat> seeing Finway during the playoffs. Um, and of course, it was just on TV. But I was like, man, uh, you know that that always stuck in the back of my mind. Like that place is special. I know I've been there before, and um, but you know that's that's why you play. Another thing I find interesting, besides the players' call and everything else, is teams where they say we see this in you, right? So, like for instance, when just talking to Brooks about, he's like, like Tampa, they say we see that you can throw your change up more. I've heard people talk about pitchers with the Dodgers. Hey, we see you did this. We can do that with you know with all the technology and the analytics. Was there any of that with the Red Sox at all, or? Um, you know, there was a little bit, but honestly, there wasn't a lot of time for courtship. Oh. <laughs> you know, there was, uh, you know, as the lockout lifted, um, you know, I remember, you know, teams were playing spring training games and we were still negotiating, you know, and, you know, other than the, you know, they were, uh, you know, they loved that I was, you know, a really good athlete and, um, you know, post every day and kind of, you know, it's been my track record and, um, you know, obviously, it was a little bit pitched to me that you know we could, you know, accentuate those, and you know I can help other other players do that a little bit too, and that's something that you know I I took a liking to, and um, 
you know, I think that that's part of, uh, you know, coming coming here on a deal like this, you need to, you know, be be a leader and, and help guys out. And, um, <clears throat> but yeah, there wasn't a lot of time for no, uh, was, planning. I mean, stuff what out. is it like a week? I mean, yeah, not even maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe you, know. you just and you wanted to get on the field. You wanted to <coughs> sign with somebody, right? Get going. <coughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it seems so weird. The lockout. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the last thing is this: like as we sit here right now, you know, you have envisioned, you know, injuries aside, but envisioned like sort of the environment and the team and being here and everything else. Was it? Has it been what you thought it would be? I mean, there's because there's, as we've talked about this before, you never quite know, right? right. You never quite know everything. Yeah. Um, <coughs> Yeah, you're right. Until you know, you're in it for a you know a good amount of time. You you can't really get a, get a good feel for it. But you know, it was everything that I expected and everything that I wanted. Um, <clears throat> you know, playing you know half of the games here at Fenway is, is a huge advantage, and fans uh, are the fans are super passionate, and everyone wants to win. You know, this whole town wants to win. Everyone's on fire for the Red Sox, mm. and that was that was huge for me. And um, so yeah, it's uh, it's turned out. You know, obviously. <clears throat> the injuries and the performance um, didn't go ideally for me, but um, I know we'll use the offseason to get those things right. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to next year. I can't wait. And you look forward to recruiting, doing the recruiting yourself? Yeah, <clears throat> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know the role it played for me, and so I'm definitely uh, I'm up for it.